0: What you've never done before, so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you.
1: We have the victory.
0: Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to episode 100. Yes, you heard it here. You heard it right. This is episode 100 of the Prey Plan, Slave podcast. And before I get into this episode, I just want to thank you again for listening, for sharing, for, you know, reaching out to me and telling me how much this podcast has helped you. It really means a lot to me. You have been basically the wind beneath my wings who pushes me when I don't feel like it, when I don't want to do it, you keep me going. So thank you so much. And in the next couple of weeks, one of the episodes, I will let you all know what I learned with these last 100 episodes. But today I wanted to bring to you another fabulous woman, another fabulous faithpreneur so that you guys can hear about this topic. Listen, this is important, an important topic. Whether you're a faithpreneur, whether you're a corporate climber, whoever you are, this topic right here. Is for you. So let me go ahead and introduce this week's amazing, fabulous faithpreneur to you. This week we have on the podcast Miss Rena Williams. Rena Williams is a brand image consultant with over 15 years of experience in strategic branding and marketing. Through her company, Rena T. Williams Consulting, Rena helps lifestyle brand owners reposition and innovate their offerings so they can increase their profits. After co-founding her own lifestyle brand, Soren Tea, Rina knew that other entrepreneurs needed help with positioning their brands to secure strategic partnerships and attract their ideal clients. Rena focuses on infusing personality into brands, enabling them to be more authentic and relatable. Her coaching and consulting techniques are driven by data, strategy, and innovation, positioning her clients to be the premier and the obvious choice to their customer. Her coaching and consulting techniques are driven by data, strategy, and innovation, positioning her clients to be the premier and obvious choice for their customers. Rena enjoys traveling, working out, and spending times with her two daughters and husband of 10 years you guys let's welcome rena to the podcast rena welcome
1: to the podcast thank you thank you i'm so excited to be here thank you for having me
0: And we are so excited to have you. Listen, we just heard all the great things from your bio. But before we get into it, I really want you to tell me a fun fact about you that is not in your bio.
1: Something just completely random. And I'm sure people are going to be like, what in the world? I went swimming with sea lions in the Pacific Ocean. So I know that is completely random. This is um, on a trip to Peru. I went when I was pursuing my executive MBA and we did an international residency, but I swam with sea lions um, in the ocean. It was terrifying and exhilarating. I'm glad I, do- I did it, but it's something I would never, <laughs> I would never do it again. <laughs> it's just like one of those one and done experiences. Something to tell your grandkids. Yeah,
0: okay. I, that is absolutely amazing. I don't think anybody could talk me into that. Um, I live on an island I live in Bermuda and when I go to the beach and I feel fish pass me I freak <laughs> so,
1: I normally I would too but you know what when you're in a group setting and everybody's like let's do it it's like why not <laughs> but like I said never again it, it was fun and just living in the moment and yeah, it's, it it was definitely a, a wonderful experience.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so now we know that you're adventurous. <laughs> yeah. To well, an extent,
1: to an extent,
0: to an extent. So, with that being said, we know that about you, and we also know that you are a brand and image consultant. So, let yes. me know what led you down this career path.
1: Right. So throughout my entire career, I've always been in branding and marketing. Um, I majored in marketing. I went to Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia. I majored in marketing there. And from there, you know, I worked in uh, corporate marketing, uh, doing marketing and sales and branding for about 15 years. But I launched a tea company with my sister back in 2011. And we, uh, created a line of gourmet loose sweet teas we noticed uh just an opportunity in the market that there were no tea brands that marketed to our demographic and we said you know what we want to create a high-end stylish tea brand and this came from my sister Living in London for a few years for work. She fell in love with going to afternoon always telling me about it. So we launched a brand called Serenity and we wanted it to reflect our personality and lifestyle. We wanted to have fun with it. So I would say that's the time that I really fell in love with branding. We did some great things with the company. We got a lot of, um, we were in a lot of different media publications. We, did some events. We partnered with other high-end brands. And at that time, we just knew that we needed some type of advisor, some type of consultant who could help us scale. Uh, We were approached by venture capitalists within two months of launching and they wanted 80% of the business. We were like, wait a minute, we just launched. We don't know what we have. Um, so, since then, and we ultimately uh, closed the because we just wanted to focus on other things. This was after seven years of being in business, uh, getting into stores and branded partnerships. But we decided, you know, we want to move on, have kids. And I went back to school and we continued in our corporate career, but that fire never left. And since then, I just fell in love with branding and infusing personality into brands, just bringing brands to life. And I wanted to be that person that I knew that we needed back then. Mm. So now I like to help business owners really discover what makes their brand unique and not just working with entrepreneurs, but with brands as well to really determine their differentiating factor, bring personality and life into their brand.
0: I love that, breathing personality and life into your brand. And I love Mm -hmm. your story about your business. You're sitting here telling me, and I was like, girl, I wish I knew you back then because I am a tea drinker. I am a tea connoisseur. You you would have a client in me. And I I just thought it was very interesting. You were saying your sister was in England, and that's where I did university. So I can understand the whole afternoon tea thing. But I think that's just amazing that, you know, you want it to become the person that you needed in the time when you needed it most.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: Before we go further, I want to know how would you describe branding? What exactly is it?
1: So branding, and this is where a lot of people get it wrong, because people think that branding is a logo, that it's a website, and that's your brand. So Branding is the perception in the mind of the consumer. And I really like to focus on the brand image because that's what people think about your brand or think about you when you aren't even around. The interaction that they have with your brand, not even having to have purchased from you, but just by interacting with your company. What type of perception do you want to come to mind? What do you want the consumer to think about when they think about your overall brand, it's how you want to be perceived in this world.
0: I think it's important It, it when you say it's what we leave behind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not there yeah. in front of somebody's face. Um, how are we going to be the person that when somebody thinks of X, Y, Z, the first person to pop into their mind is you. And That's I think right. just naturally when we we talk about branding People tend to think about, you know, the big companies, the Hollywood celebrities, Mm -hmm. the reality and things like that, but they don't think about their personal brand just because you are an entrepreneur, maybe you're climbing the corporate ladder, maybe you're in university, you
1: still have
0: a brand, whether you like it or not. Am I right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I like to get people to focus on. If you have a company, I like to help people bring their personal brand to the forefront because that's what's going to make you unique. That's what's going to differentiate you from the rest. We dig into your background, your experiences, your lifestyle what made you the way that you are. And we infuse that into your brand because nowadays consumers have endless options when it comes to what type of product or service they want to purchase. And the ball is in their court. I mean, we literally have options at our fingertips. So what's going to make someone purchase from you versus your competitor. And it all comes to that, uh, to that competing factor and you're competing based on value and how unique you are. So I like to help people discover that, that everyone has a personal brand, whether you like it or not. People know, people who, who know you, you know, if you're talked about when you aren't in the room, people have things to say about you It's and, you know, it's your personality. So your brand needs a personality as well, and this is what I like to help small business owners realize because they think that, um, you, you know, I've worked with a lot of uh, corporate professionals or people of corporate background, and they create a company. Of course, it needs to be professional, but they feel like professional is just corporate. It has to be buttoned up in a certain way. And I'm like, but why? Do you even enjoy that? Would you want to go to lunch with, you know, someone like that? Would you want to spend your time with that type of brand? So you can have a professional brand that's full of personality that draws in your ideal client and also a company that you love as well. And that's another thing that I focus on. I know we do things and it's all about the clients and the customers, but I want to help people enjoy the company that they created and infuse themselves into their company.
0: I, I agree with what you said, because I think a lot of times we want to be sort of the perfect version of what we think something is. Yep. Right? And I feel That's right. that happens a lot, even with Christianity. You have people who think Christians mm-hmm. look and act a certain way. And for yeah. them, they don't want to be a Christian because I'm not wearing a skirt down to my ankles <laughs> and right. things of that nature. Not knowing that we can, like you said, infuse our personality even into our Christianity. I think about people like Sarah Jakes Roberts and Heather Lindsay and people who have a personal brand who can still be fabulous
1: and saved. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely because no one wants to be in business with the boring brand or someone who was boring. And I like that they kind of changed the face of what the Christian woman should be, you know, and that will attract more people. I feel like the church has drawn a lot of people have driven a lot of people away, because it's like you have to live up to this pretty much impossible standard. And you can't be yourself. You know, I've been in church all my life. Grew up in the church. I think I was saved like from a newborn, okay? <laughs> that's just that's just what it was. So I've seen things change with the church over the years and you know, it's become more accepting and um and you can bring yourself, you bring your whole self to church and that's how it should be. And people are becoming more authentic. Mm -hmm. I believe before you had a lot of people putting on a face because they believe that this is how you have to be. But you can be your authentic self Mm -hmm. with your company and still be polished and still be professional and still serve your clients with excellence, but have fun while doing it.
0: I love it. You can still be your authentic self by being polished, professional and have fun yeah while doing it. so I have absolutely a, I have a question for those people who may be listening and they feel like they don't even know what on earth my authentic self is
1: because mm. they spend
0: time, too much time being the person that they think they. Mm-hmm. need. What advice would you offer them?
1: You gotta do a deep dive. And you have to discover, and that's part of what I do with my clients. That's like the first part of working with me is called the discovery phase to figure out who exactly you are. We dig into your background, your experiences, your, your skill set. I'm looking at your resume, like what made you the person that you are now? And just really dive in deep to figure out your purpose, what it is that you're good at, what do people come to you for? Why are you doing what you're doing? You started this business, why? Other than for money, you know, we all want to make money and be successful, but I want to help people create purposeful brands, you know, something that has sustainability, something that they can grow over time. Um, But you have to start first with discovering your why, really honing in on why you're doing what you're doing, what made you the person that you are, because all of our experiences led us to where we are now. And I tell people, no matter where you came from, who you are, who's in your family. You are completely different from the next person. Like when it comes to your brand, no one else on this earth has the same perspective, lifestyle, and experiences that you have. You know, my sister and I are very close, grew up in the same household, went to the same college, and we have pretty much the same morals and values. We talk every day. We get each other. But we still have completely different ex- life experiences mm-hmm. and that's what makes us unique so i did deep <laughs> to figure that out to help people figure that out and i believe in first working with me i had one client she said that she she felt vulnerable or felt like she was exposed and i'm like that's us getting to it just to figure that out and there's a lot of aha moments in that that you really gaining that confidence and clarity when you go through that process. And so I tell people it's, it's not quick. You have to take some time alone and really do some soul searching and figure that out. And then we, work together to frame that into your overall brand strategy
0: you're unique you know what makes you unique and i i appreciate it when you said we're all different we can all mm-hmm. come here and launch the exact same business teaching the exact same thing and teach it absolutely in a thousand different ways because how we view the world and how we connect to people are different yes. and the people yeah. I'm supposed to connect with may not be the same people you're supposed to connect with. And Mm I feel like we tend to hold our own self back because we look around and say, well, you know, my idea isn't new or maybe everybody else is Mm -hmm. doing it and maybe everybody else is doing it, but everybody else isn't you. Right, and right. everybody else is right. going to do it your way.
1: Right, and that's and that's why I like to work with people in this regard and just discovering like the purpose behind their brand, and then we put it on blast and everything. We develop your brand strategy, but you would be surprised how many business owners struggle in their area. Look, I am not first brand image consultant. I like the title, you know. I am not for or call myself a brand strategist. How many of us are out there? Right, millions of us out there, but nobody's me. Nobody's going to teach clients the way that I do. They have their own style. I dive deep on your brand personality, you know, and setting your business apart, determining what makes you different. And that's what everybody has to do, no matter what industry you're in. You think about all the different fast food restaurants out there. Mm -hmm. All the different gas stations out there, all the different boutiques or what have you, but people have their favorites and they're going to go to their favorite for a reason. And that's part of that brand image. You know, when you think of, well, do you all have Chick-fil-A there? (laughs) In Bermuda,
0: we are not allowed to have any American franchises. Really? Uh, the only franchise we have here that slipped through before the law came, became a thing, um, before the law came into force, is KFC. So we have one
1: wow. KFC shop,
0: and the, every other fast place, uh that we have fast food place is just local to our to our country.
1: Wow! But that is a, a lesson for me. I did not know that. Um, but I do want to use them as an example because here you go to Chip-fil-A and the line is, I mean, almost at the street, mm-hmm. you pass other fast food restaurants to go there. And I've asked someone before, and I actually, I posted a video about this. What comes to mind when you think of Chip-fil-A? She said, anointed. I <laughs> fell out laughing. I said, anointed. And I was like, oh, well that makes complete sense then because like, this, they are so efficient and professional in the customer service and the food is it, like all of these things. What comes to mind when I think of Chick-fil-A is not, oh, the logo and the cows and all of that stuff. That's a part of their brand identity. But I think about how the company makes me feel. Mm. And that's how it is when it comes to any business. How does that business make you feel? You think about your best friends. How do, why are they your best friends? It's not because of how they look. It's because of how they make you feel. They make you feel valued. You know, they you can trust them. They make you feel good about yourself. You like to have fun together. So you have to think about companies in that way too. And I believe that a lot of uh, small business owners just don't understand that. And I've worked in corporate marketing for years and I know the process that they go through to develop a brand. And it takes time, like that brand strategy takes months to develop and they're paying an agency millions of dollars to do that for them. So I see small business owners completely skip that process and say, hey, I want to start this business. I need a logo on a website. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's work on this brand strategy now so you won't have to turn around and rebrand later to make sure you're attracting the right people and once you identify your target market, you need to mold your offering." Create the offering for them based on what their needs and their experiences are. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a whole process. And I like to, I say I like to simplify corporate marketing strategies because, you know, in corporate marketing, I mean, it, a lot of stuff is just red tape and you're going through approval processes and all that stuff. But with a small business owner, you can just break things down and just get it done.
0: I smiled when you say um, small businesses—they skip the whole branding. They just think they need a logo, a website, and some colors that's good.
1: Yeah,
0: and it doesn't even have to be colors that work with them. It'd be their favorite color. You know, let's go with blue because that's my favorite color, not because of any particular reason or to tell the story or their personality um i remember when i started my blog and i'm mm-hmm. so proud of myself i did like the website my myself and i am not a graphic designer okay i was not the child who colored inside the lines and made everything pretty right i struggled okay so so art, mm-hmm. the artist side artistic side of my brain is not there I am a lawyer by trade, so I like list and bullet points. Okay.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. So
0: for me to create my own blog, I was just excited. And I remember picking mm-hmm. the color and it was just my favorite color. Um, it was like a maroon color that I picked. And yeah, the logo writing, I just thought it was pretty. And I go back on it now, and I'm like, what is that? Like who, who is yeah. that? When I look at it, I'm uh-huh. just like, that. Although it's aspects of me that I like, it doesn't come all together to
1: create a picture. It's just things it's, I like. Right. Right. It, you know what? I did that before too. This is the third business I've started. Okay. Shout out to the entrepreneurs out there listening. If <laughs> entrepreneurship is a lifestyle. You keep doing and mm-hmm. keep starting businesses till you find something that works. Yeah. And this is working. The one before worked, but we just wanted to do something different. But the first business I launched was called R-Style Events. It was an event planning company, okay? And I had no business doing that. I was just like, oh, this will be fun. I plan my own wedding. Let me start planning other people's events. I did one wedding and that was the end of that. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I did my own branding and my logo was purple. And that is my favorite color. You know, not for like decorating my home, but in like lipsticks, accessories, like stuff like that. Um, my current brand has nothing to do with my favorite color or anything. My logo is kind of like a uh, like a, a rust color. Uh, copper is a copper color. That has nothing to do with my favorite color, but I focused on how I wanted people to feel yeah. when they interact. With my brand, and it's not just uh, developing a brand strategy is not to just get you to the point of, you know, building out your brand elements, your brand identity, your logo, and everything. It is also to help you really identify who you're serving, to identify what differentiates you in the industry. Cause we dive deep into like doing an industry analysis and you think about what's out there. What would be different for you? And I like to use this example of Airbnb. Airbnb had to do an industry analysis. The guys who started this company, I know they wanted to go into the hospitality industry. So what if they just, okay, open up another hotel or something? No, they found, they found a gap in the market. And that's why they decided to launch Airbnb. That was part of their overall like brand strategy. And that's what I like to take my clients to. We're discovering like your why and doing the deep dive, but we're looking at your industry and looking at what are the gaps. We identify that gap and then we focus on positioning you the right way and being able to identify who you're targeting. And once we position you and identify who you will target, who you will serve okay, what can you put together that will best serve them? What is their lifestyle? What is the customer journey? And how are you going to tailor your offering to fit within that journey for them?
0: I love the simplified, very detailed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Break it all the way down, okay?
0: That makes, it makes so much sense to me. and, And I just wanted to touch on how do we go about finding balance? So we're infusing our personality into our brands, into our business, but how do we find balance? How do we not, for example, take it too far? And now our Instagram is a personal share page about what we create today and what we're doing. How do we find balance?
1: So I love that. So Part of that, I have a, a brand personality quiz that I encourage everybody to take. And basically your brand personality is a set of human characteristics that's tied to your brand, okay? And your brand personality will fall into at least one of five dimensions that's sincerity, competence, excitement, sophistication, and ruggedness, okay? So your personality, you will be higher in one dimension versus others, And you have to find that balance between those dimensions. And that's what I like to help people figure out. So, for example, when I started, when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do brand strategy and I'm going to help small business owners with this. I'm going to take my corporate skills, skills that I acquired, get my MBA and develop a p- coaching program to help small business owners. At first I was like, I want this company to be sophisticated because I want it to be high end and this is what I want people to think feel or whatever. And so when I really started studying brand personality, I was like, hmm, sophisticated. I said, but that's not my personality. I like sophisticated like experiences, okay? But my personality is sincerity, I'm down to earth and laid back. I'm easy to talk to. So that's the personality dimension that I lead with, okay? And I noticed that my clients, their lead personality dimension is sincerity as well. And then from there, I also have um, competence. And that's in the information that I provide because you're going to (laughs) learn. When we're working together, you're going to learn. You're going to learn through my content. But then sophistication is the third layer because I want people to feel get that polished experience through my like through my website, through uh you know, images that are post and through my branded experiences as well. So you have to find you have to really fine-tune yourself and really discover that fine line. So if your brand, if your lead brand is excitement, like Red Bull, okay. Mm-hmm. But say you're an educator and it's excitement, but you need to strike a balance because people will be excited to work with you and they'll uh, be attracted to you because of how your branding comes off. But you need to have a layer of competence in there, you know, so you need to strike the balance between the different dimensions to make sure that people are they're attracted to you but they're also getting value from your business as well.
0: Yes. Attracted to you and getting value. I think that's so important because sometimes I find that we tend to go too far and we forget about the fact that with everything we're doing, providing value, even if you're morning workout, how can this moment um, be a teachable moment? for the person listening mm-hmm. to you. I know that sometimes it's great to uh, show things that are just for fun and that is great, but that's not all the times so I've really, really um, agree and you really agree with what you're saying, but you're also speaking to me. I'm like, yes, take note, take note. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is most important. So what would you say is the biggest struggle people face when they're trying to sort of establish their brand?
1: Really focusing on what differentiates themselves and not And not looking so much at the competition. Mm. With social media, we have access to everybody and their lifestyles at our fingertips. And it's so easy to get caught up looking at what everybody else is doing and looking at everybody else's lifestyle and feeling like, oh, this person, they're so good at that. And I wanna do that thing. And I could never get to that level. Like, how am I gonna be like them? And they're doing it. But it's like, that's why you gotta discover what makes you different. And I tell people, you can't focus so much on your competition because then you're going to try to start mimicking them and what works for them doesn't work for you. So you got to shut all of that down. (laughs) You have to shut all of it down. And you know, that's when imposter syndrome comes into play and just, you see so many people out here just doing great at so many things and you wonder like, well, God, why am I still struggling? Because you're focused on them. And you're not focused on you and doing what it is that you have to do, you know, and your business is unique to you. And I tell people, God didn't give you that vision just to do nothing with it. He gave it to you for a reason. And you have to figure out like, how am I going to water this? How am I going to nurture it? How am I going to take care of it? And you can't give up. You know, We live in a microwave society where you want to see, you want things instantly then no, you just got to start doing the work. And we like to wait until perfection before we start doing things. And you figure things out in the process by doing the work. That's when you get the revelation and that's when you get those aha moments. You just got to do it. You got to put yourself out there. And sometimes putting yourself out there is scary as I don't know what. Because like, oh my God, everybody's seeing what I'm doing. You know, but it's a lot of people out there who are looking at you like, wow, I wish I could do that. Look at her. Even if you look nervous, you're still doing it. You do it once, the next time it won't be as bad and you'll get better and better over time. So you got to focus on what makes you different. Focus on what you love, what you want to do, what you want to bring to the table. Block out the competition and just do it. Put yourself out there. And start doing it, and you can refine yourself over time.
0: Yes, we, I think it's really important because you're mentioning it before perfectionism, and um, I think they call it analysis paralysis, where we stop. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, also comparison, all of those things stop us. And I think what we forget is that everything we're doing in, in that is really stopping us from doing the thing we need to do, which is just start. It's okay to learn. Yeah. It's okay to evolve. I know the Bible says, that's right? Yeah. The Bible says do not despise your small beginnings because the Lord takes joy in seeing the work begin. So
1: that's right. If that's
0: where he's taking your joy and sis, you don't want to even start. Then what are you doing?
1: What right, The faith doing? is in the work. The faith is in the work. So if you have faith, like that means you're going to take action Mm -hmm. and you're going to start doing it and you're going to trust that he's going to order your steps. You don't see the whole path laid in front of you, but you like, God, you put something in my heart and I don't see the whole journey, but I'm going to start taking steps and you're going to provide the path for me. But you just got to start. You have to start and you, you just really have to have faith. And we like to tell all the time that we have faith and all that stuff. But it's like, do you really? <laughs> do you really? Because if you really have faith, you will be doing something. You're not just sitting on the sidelines, like waiting for it to fall in your lap. You're going to trust God and start executing.
0: I completely agree. And one of the things I also want to hone in on is the fact that just as we evolve as people, our brand will evolve as well. I mean, when Absolutely. I just started this podcast, it was, I mean, I go back and listen to episode one and the, like, the first 10 episodes, and they're a bit stiff, at least for me. Okay. They're a bit stiff. Right, right. I was trying to be really perfect. And now I'm on episode 100. And it's just like, hey, girl, let me talk to you today. Right. Right. So it's, exactly. it's growing. And I, I I even remember looking back at the picture that I took for my podcast imagery back in 20. What was that? March of 2019. That's not me right mm-hmm. now. That's not me really right. right now. So right. I know that when the time comes, that photo will be updated. It's going to, as as my personality updates, as the things we talk about improve and upgrade, because we're all growing and we're growing together. So don't yes. to pick certain things like, okay, well, you know, that was my brand. I picked it five years ago and I have to stick with it. No.
1: Let no, it your lifestyle go. changes. You change. Look, these big companies rebrand all the time. How many logos has Starbucks gone through? Mm-hmm. All, pretty much all the companies out there have rebranded. You have new people who take leadership, and they wanted to, they it to be different. And you have to do this because consumers change. Yep, we are a different generation, different lifestyle. You know, so it's it's absolutely. Okay to to do that. You can start one way, but you evolve over time. You can change who you want to, what what you want to offer, who you want to serve. You know, it's all up to you. So you don't have to choose something and be stuck with it. But you do need to have a plan and a strategy. You know, whatever you choose, it needs to make sense. But you can evolve. Yeah, and you should evolve. You should grow, (laughs) and your company should grow with you.
0: Yes. And and you said something there, you know, the people who you work with may change. I know as you grow and as you start actually doing the work, you decide, hmm, I thought I wanted to do this, but this isn't really it for me. Or I I thought this type of person I related to or this is the type of person I want to work with. But it seems like that person isn't for me. I need to be working with this type of person. And that's fine. Absolutely. Because as you Mm -hmm. do the
1: work, you discover more of yourself. Absolutely. You discover what, You're discover. you discovering what, what the means. things that you like. Yes. Yes. And, and I believe that's an amazing process. I've taken on some work in my business where, while I'm doing it. It's just like, oh my God, I wish I never agreed to do this. But that was a learning for me. Like I'm going to do in that job, I'm going to deliver, but it's something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to change up my service offering. I'm going to make sure this is something that I don't offer because I realized that that doesn't align with my vision and it's not enjoyable for me. Yeah.
0: I I, I have really, so I have enjoyed this conversation so much because we touched too, in on so many different things. And for those of you who are listening and you don't have a business, maybe you are a corporate climber, you're doing your nine to five. Remember, even in a corporate environment, your brand is what, impression you leave behind. When you walk out of the room, when they are thinking about, you know, who's going to do this, handle this job or this particular matter or this particular file, you want, if that's your area of expertise, you want... Them to think of you first. So when it comes time yeah. to promotion, they're thinking of you first as well. You want to remember Absolutely. that when you leave somewhere, somebody should have such a strong impression of you. They can say, they can speak to 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 what you would do if you were gone. So if something comes up and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem right, the they will say, you know, I'll just use myself as an example. No, that doesn't that doesn't sound like Chante. Chante always does this. Chante always yeah, does and it's so important. Yeah. I mean, even with me, um, just even when I'm in court and I remember one time being completely caught off guard. I mean, I got off the plane the night before and I had a trial the next day and I had been off, mm. uh, off island in Asia for three weeks. So it wasn't ideal for the person who put me in court to put me in court, but that was the, the eggs I was dealt. I got to court, I had some issues, and I, you know, humbly apologized to the judge. And his response to me was, I do not fault Miss Simons because Miss Simons is always prepared for trial. So that means that the one time I wasn't, and even though I I didn't have a choice, it wasn't anything I could have physically done. I landed in the island 10 PM the night before. (laughs) I just had to pick my file up in the morning and run. But I've left that much of an impression that he would say that to me. I mean, I I had other moments with different judges and they would be having casual conversations and they say, wait a minute. Like one day I remember talking to a judge and he just said to me, oh, let me fix the way I'm speaking because you're a woman of the cloth. I was shocked. I was like, first of all, who told you I was a Christian? Why woman of the cloth? Right. (laughs) But you don't Uh know. That's a little deep. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "That that was deep for me. I've never even said those words. Like- to anybody right. <laughs> like those are, that's not the way right. I speak or how I would refer to anybody but it was the impression that I left behind on him where he thinks highly of me and he thinks about how he is going to address certain things in my presence as not to offend me even though I didn't ask
1: you know get absolutely and it's and great. and with what you're saying is like developing a strong brand gives you grace
0: oh I love okay? that. okay
1: I love because that because you operate you operate in excellence, not perfection, and people know what to expect from you. And you're constantly delivering on that level. So when mistakes happen, you're extended grace because you have a strong brand image, and that's exactly what happened to you. That judge extended grace to you because he knows that's not a part of your brand image. That's not like you. You've developed your personal brand. And you've reflected that, you know, amongst them. And so they're able to extend that grace to you. And that's just like with any business owner, with any brand out, out there. You think about if your company, a company that you love to shop with. They have great customer service and they send you the wrong order. You're going to give them grace because you're like, that's not like them. Well, let me call them up and they handle it and it's fine. And you are more impressed with how they handled handled it versus the mistake. You're not even thinking that, thinking about the mistake. Cause you're like, you know what? They took care of it right away. And any other time I get all of my stuff on time the yeah. same thing with your personal brand.
0: Developing a strong brand gives you grace because you're operating right. in excellence, not perfection. If that ain't words to
1: live by- I'm you're gonna, not, you. Let me write that down. <laughs> I'm going to make that a tweet. <laughs> you need to make it a tweet. Okay. You can put it on a t-shirt.
0: You need to give your sure. client some affirmations around that so they can repeat to right. themselves. Okay. Cause that, that spoke That's to me. I said, let me write this down. This is, I need to put this uh-huh. behind my computer so
1: I don't forget. That's right. It's true. It's true. You experience that firsthand. Mm-hmm. You experienced it firsthand. And I have too. People are more forgiving when you operate in excellence and they know that you're going to come through. They know what to do expect from you and you're consistent in how you deliver that's the important part they know that you're going to show up they know that you're going to be consistent they know that you're going to bring value to them and so when things aren't perfect they extend grace to you we do that with everybody Mm -hmm. it's a part of the overall human experience i don't care who you are Mm-hmm. we are all more alike than we are different i study a lot of um co- consumer behavior and i started learning within the past year about behavioral economics and i love it and you really learn like the way we think about things we are so much more alike than we are different the way we make purchasing decisions and all of that stuff you know there are of course a lot of things that we disagree on and we may feel certain ways about things, but the way our brains function, <laughs> you know, we are so much more alike than we are different. That applies to everybody. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Rena, this has been an amazing conversation and I feel like I can sit here it and talk happened. to you for I, another so enjoyed, hour. It. I know, enjoyed it. I know, I know. So much. And those of you who are listening, connect with Rena If you need help growing your brand, then you know where to go. Okay. I brought Absolutely. you a little taste, but you need to do the deep dive. You need to listen to all the advice that she has and follow her along the way. So before we go, can you tell us how we can connect with you, all your social media handles, your website, etc.
1: Absolutely. So you can uh, find out more about me at twilliams.com. That's R-E-N-A. T is in ThomasWilliams.com. Um, I'm on Instagram um, at Rena T. Williams, same as Facebook. Facebook is Rena T. Williams Consulting. Um, but from my website and my social channels, you can bo- book a discovery call. We can determine how we can best work together. And also, I wanted to share with your audience, and I'm also uh, launching a masterclass on September 9th, Thursday, September 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And the topic is Discovering Your Brand difference. So be be sure to sign up for that. We are going to really just kind of peel back some of the layers when it comes to like your brand heart. And that's like your vision, purpose, mission, and values to really determine how to differentiate your brand from the rest. So again, you can sign up. Um, The link is on in my social channels on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, But yeah, be sure to sign up, discover your brand different Thursday, September 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Of
0: course, everyone. I will put everything Rena just said in the show notes. So all you have to do is click a link. Be sure to sign up for her masterclass and definitely connect with her on social and tell her that you heard her on the Pre Plan Slate podcast. Rena, thank you so much. I have really, really enjoyed. Thank
1: you oh, for the opportunity. Yeah, this has been so refreshing. I I absolutely appreciate it. I can talk about this stuff like all day. It just makes me happy. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and I'm glad to speak with someone who who gets it. So you you understand, but I believe that what you're doing is amazing. Your podcast platform and the women that you're highlighting, so thank you for doing that and thank you for being authentic with your brand as well but this has been an amazing opportunity i really appreciate it
0: thank you so much all right guys thank you for listening to another episode of the pray plan slave podcast we hope that you have enjoyed this episode be sure to like and subscribe and also be sure to leave a comment leave a review let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.